Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I want you to listen to this. In those days, believe it or not, I, was a, I had an agent. Me from 34 Windsor Avenue. And I was told that uh, Manchester United were interested in me. And I went to see the boss again. He said, I've told you before, I will tell you so and so and so and so and so and so. And eventually I remember, I remember the signing. Two men turned up. Now the boss, you were subservient. When they said, you jumped, you jumped. No, even me. And these two gentlemen turned up in this car. And these two men came in, Matt Busby, Peter, Peter the Great, and I keep saying that, said, Matt, the boy's ready to sign. And in fairness to Matt Busby, he said, hold on a minute, Peter, hold on a minute, hold on, I want to speak to the boy. And he said to me, do you want to join Manchester United? Well, that was the young Manchester United, the Busby babes, all young. And I said, yes. And he said, hold on a minute, hold on. We don't pay any money, meaning, and uh, I've said over the years, if I'd have been born a rich man, I'd have paid 25700 to join the team that I joined. And he joined them, and of course the rest absolutely is history. Let me speak to Liam Beckett, who knew Harry well. We're talking about Harry Gregg, whose death has been announced. Uh, Liam, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Liam, he became a Busby babe, and of course, we know what he did when, in the face of adversity, he saved lives. As I mentioned in the introduction to the programme, we often talk about sporting heroes, but Harry Gregg was a true hero. Absolutely, Frank, and I think first and foremost, you know, it's with a very heavy heart that that we have this conversation this morning and of course my immediate prayers and sincere condolences go to Harry's family. I was with the family last night. I was with Harry uh, just prior to his passing in, in Corium Hospital and uh, and he was content and, 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 and I knew myself that that's what he would have wished for because despite all the adulation that people would have would have poured upon him uh, over the years he was most happy when he was with the family because he was we all know a modest, a humble, a man of principle, a man of integrity, but a man that was much more comfortable when he was with the family. So, yeah, the word legend, Frank, to be honest, 
uh, it doesn't even come close. And we, you and I both know it's a word that's used far too common nowadays. Uh, I think it's lost a lot of its clout, to be honest. And uh, But I'll tell you something, uh, this wee country we live in has lost what I term and consider to be a national treasure. We have lost someone who is looked up to by all, regardless of what sporting team you support or what sporting tradition you come from. You mentioned his humility. He was humble with a capital H, wasn't he? He was someone who was uncomfortable when people praised him. Very much so, Frank. Uh Harry never courted publicity. Uh, in fact, he shied away from it. And many times when I was in his company, and people obviously and automatically always brought up the subject of the Munich air disaster. And we all know the heroics that he, uh, he did back then, but he, he very quickly changed the subject. And in, and in privacy, he would have said to me many a time, I only did what any other man would have done. And that's not true because... And there's lots of people wouldn't have done what Harry Gregg did. But he always wanted to be remembered, obviously, for his football uh, and, and what he achieved there. And, and thanks be to God, Frank, he has left uh, a loving legacy in, in, in the form of the Harry Gregg Foundation, of which I'm his patron. Uh, that was formed about five years ago. And, and Harry loved kids. Uh, I've already said he loved his family, but he really, really loved kids. And he wanted to provide a proper structured platform where those kids could could go out and play the game and enjoy the game that, that he loved and that so many of us loved and that they could do so without getting their ears bent by coaches trying to force them into tactics and systems. And, you know, his philosophy was, in my absence, Beckett, give them a ball and let them enjoy themselves. And, and, and believe you me, Frank, at the Harry Gregg Foundation, there's good people there and we will endeavour to carry out those wishes. He will always be remembered for his goalkeeping ability, needless to say, and maybe we should say it, uh, the, the Munich air crash, we've made reference to it at least three times from the, the programme started. There may be people who are listening to this programme at the, at the present moment, maybe some younger people who aren't familiar with, with what he did. What he did that, 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 that night on, on that runway was to literally save lives. He, he carried people from the wreckage and he went back into the wreckage to, to, to save an additional life? Uh, repeatedly, Frank. Uh, you know, when, when one of the other survivors shouted, run, you know, it's going to blow because there was fuel pouring out everywhere around the burning wreckage. Uh, that, that wasn't Harry Gregg. That wasn't the way Harry Gregg did things. He never turned his back on anybody, Frank. He went back in, and uh, if he heard or saw any signs of life, he did his best to get those people out. And what he did is absolutely remarkable. And, and even though we all know what he did, uh, the more you think about it, and on a day like today as well, when we're all talking about it, it brings it back to you. And uh, and it's something we'll never forget. And, and, and I loved him dearly, Frank, and I will miss him terribly. Uh, but, but we should never, ever forget either that it was Harry's ability that got him to the top of his profession. He was just born working class, something... Harry Gregg was very proud of of who he was and where he came from. Uh, he never forgot the bowl he was baked in, as we have a saying up here. Uh, and, and it was his ability got him to where he was. It wasn't wealth. 
It wasn't people in high places giving him a leg up. He got there through his own ability. And uh, we will never see the like of again. The honours system, Liam, there's a, a yeah. question mark over it, isn't there? When you see some of the people who were knighted from the world of banking or the world of politics and there's much debate and discussion about whether they ever should have been considered for a knighthood. Harry wasn't knighted, even though people campaigned. He, he should have been Sir Harry Gregg. At beggar's belief, Frank, and I'm glad you brought that very subject up. Harry Gregg should have been knighted a long time ago. Uh, but again, uh, his humility, the humble, modest man that he is, he would never have made an issue about it. But I would love to have seen it, and so many other people would love to have seen it. And he was at the palace, uh, and I was over a couple of years ago, and I remember when I was going over, he gave me a few wee words of advice, and he says, Beckett, uh, I'm proud of you, but when you get to that palace, you'll see other people, maybe disabled people, you'll see other people who are much more worthy of being recognised than the like of us able-bodied people. So despite what Harry achieved in life, and despite the heroics of him at Munich, the whole thing encapsulated into a lifetime, he always felt there was people more worthy of awards than he was. And, And that just summed the man up. And you know, the family will miss him terribly because he was their rock. Uh, you know, he adored the family, Frank, and and they in turn adored him. Uh, he was the figurehead, and uh, and he'll be sadly missed. And I just hope that, I know the family are so grateful for all the best wishes and the prayers that they've got from everybody, and they're so grateful to the staff at the, the Causeway Hospital in Coleraine for the tremendous care they've given Harry over the last few weeks. Uh, but it would be nice as well now if they could just be afforded that wee bit of privacy to uh, come to terms over the next few days of, of losing somebody of his stature. Absolutely. Liam, I really appreciate you coming on the programme this morning and, and thanks thanks very much for your time, Liam. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. Thank you. That's uh, Liam Beckett. Uh, making reference to Harry being honoured, Harry does have a an OBE, but many people did believe and there was a campaign, a long running campaign for him to be knighted and Harry had no truck with the campaign himself at all because he was an incredibly, incredibly modest man and it was difficult for many reasons understandably to get Harry Gregg to talk about what he did on that night when he saved lives. Now he was an excellent goalkeeper. In his day, he was the most expensive goalkeeper in the world. That's how good he was. He was chosen by Matt Busby to play for the Busby Babes. So he was a brilliant goalkeeper. He played many, many times for for Northern Ireland as well. He did speak occasionally when asked, and he had to be encouraged to speak. But he did speak about that night in Munich. And I started to crawl slightly upwards towards a piece of light. I looked out through the hole and I saw Bert Wally. And in the distance I saw the radio operator, a fellow called Rogers, Peter Hard, Ted Alliard, and the two Stuart S's. And they were running through the snow when they shouted, run, run, run. I stood there and just with that, the captain of the plane came around the side of the plane, a very, and I repeat, a very brave man. He had a tiny little fire extinguisher, which you would see in the car today. And he shouted to me, run your stupid bastard, it's going to explode. 
and I shouted to the people, come back, there's people alive in here. And I found the baby and I come out and I ran afterwards and the man Rogers was shouting, he came back to meet me. I gave him the baby and I found the mother, the mother found me and she was in a very, very bad way. And when I say I kicked her, kicked her in the middle of the back out through the aircraft, I went back round inside again and I found Albert Scanlon and Ray Wood. I tried to pull them out and they were both trapped. They were dead as far as I was concerned. I came round what was left of the wing on that side of the plane and Bobby Charlton, Bobby Charlton and Dennis File were lying half in, half out of where the six-seater card school would have been. Amazing, absolutely amazing description of what he was able to do that night on that plane. Mark McIntosh is sports writer with the Sun. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Mark, the country has has lost a true hero with the death of Harry Gregg. Absolutely. You know, he, he's probably the only person that w- wouldn't have said that straight away. You know, he was always pretty uncomfortable w- with that label because despite everyone, you know, myself included, wanting to speak to him about what he did on that day, you know, it was the one thing that he, he didn't really want to speak about. He was always more comfortable talking about his career, talking about the World Cup in 1958 and talking about his family and certainly in later times his his grandchildren and everything. Um, but there's absolutely no doubt what an absolute hero and legend we've lost. Just remind us of how good a footballer he was because he was, at the time, the most sought-after goalkeeper. Yeah, you know, he was the most expensive goalkeeper in the world when he when he left Doncaster for for Manchester United. Um, you know, and at the nineteen fifty eight World Cup, um, he was voted the the best goalkeeper of the tournament. You know, so but by that stage, he was the best goalkeeper on the planet. Um, and there's not too many footballers can ever say that George Best used to clean their boots. That's uh, yeah. To, to, to tell us that because George Best, George Best, literally was co- coming through at that time. Yep. Well, when Harry was at Manchester United, George Best was a young kid, and obviously back in the day, slightly different to kids now in football. But part of their their their, um, their apprenticeship would be just to, to clean the first teamers' boots. And Harry always had a soft spot for George, obviously coming from Northern Ireland. Um, but I think we used to always have a bit of fun about it that George had to clean his boots when he was younger. And Liam Beckett was mentioning about the youngsters who were coming through today and how Harry Gregg is keen that talent is continued to be nurtured. He, he, was, he was a forward-thinking man and he had great vision for, for football, Harry Gregg. He, he didn't dwell in the past, he didn't live in the past. No, he never did, um, and he was never more comfortable than, you know, when he was talking about football or or watching football, and certainly kids football and with his foundation that's been up and running for the last five years as well. You know, he he wanted to safeguard the future of certainly young kids wanting to play football, and it was always about the game for Harry. Um, you know, there were things were done around football that. You know, Harry didn't like, and he'll be very quick to tell you as well, um, he didn't suffer fools, which is one of the best things about him. Um, but just seeing people succeed in football is what made him happy. Yeah, absolutely. He, he could be really direct, as you say. He didn't suffer fools. He said it as he saw it. 
Oh, he did. You know, you know, his his wit and his tongue were as sharp as each other. Um, I think quite a few people have been on the receiving end down the years. Um, but but he always said exactly what he thought, and he, he always backed it up as well. And whilst maybe people didn't always agree with him, I think there was a lot of respect there because he wouldn't say something behind someone's back. It was always to their face, um, which is extremely refreshing. Absolutely, a, a total a total gentleman, very confident gentleman. Of- Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mark, uh, thank you. I want to speak to John White uh, from one of the Manchester United supporters clubs, and there are many of them uh, dotted around the, the country. John, very high-profile writer as well about uh, lots of topics, but in particular Manchester United. Uh, John, good morning. Morning, Brian. Uh, John, United will be saying farewell this week to one of their true, and I, I, may, I mean these, these words are carefully chosen, one of their true legends. Well, I'm glad you introduced him as a hero because when I was organising his testimonial in 2012 at Windsor Park, Sir Alex Ferguson agreed to bring over the strongest United team ever to Ireland to recognise Harry's achievements for Manchester United. And in the match programme, Sir Alex ended with a, a poem written by someone else which summed up a hero, but Sir Alex ended up with saying, Harry, for this 15-year-old boy from Govan, you are my hero. I remember that night when Harry's testimonial was at Windsor Park and so many people remarked on the quality of the United team. They, they basically brought over their first 11. Well, it was amazing because I first met Harry in 2011 at our function for our 20th anniversary for Carrie Duff. And I was sitting beside him at the, one of the tables with his son, John. And it amazed me that Harry had never had a testimonial. Now, as the, the previous guy just said, Harry joined United in December 1957 for £20,000 in Doncaster Rovers, the most expensive goalkeeper at the time. But Harry left United in 68, just after we won the European Cup. So that was 10 years, 11, for all intents and purposes. So I wrote to Sir Alex, asked him would he bring over a team to Belfast to play a Northern Ireland 11 at Windsor Park in honour of Harry Gregg. He immediately said yes. And you're right, that, as you YouTube it that night, the lineup is the strongest ever Manchester United team that ever played in Ireland. 
And how will United mark his passing? Where is he within the hierarchy of heroes that have played on the, the turf at Old Trafford? Where, where, where is Harry Gregg in the hearts of United fans? He's forever enshrined in the hearts of my United fans for the exploits he did at Munich Green Airport on the 6th of February 1958 on that snowy runway, constantly going in there, burning fuselage, was about to blow up time after time. Even the captain told him he was a silly capital B for doing it. He was risking his life. He pulled players out. But the outpouring of, of grief, um, no doubt, for the game against um, Watford next weekend will probably be reminiscent of when Sir Matt Busby passed away in January 1994. I expect to see the same outpouring of grief. It's already uh, all across social media. The huge loss this man was, not only to... Manchester United, but the Northern Ireland, who he played 25 times for as well. They say when you're leaving your home and going down the street to your final resting place, the only thing you can take with you is your good name. Harry Gregg takes a heck of a good name with him. I had the pleasure of being in Harry's company numerous times. I laughed when the other caller was saying about, you know, Harry doesn't suffer fools gladly. Jim Gracie from the Telegraph said the same thing. I experienced that. Many times the high organizers testimonials said, he's not going, what did he ever do? He's not going, don't invite him. But Harry was a true gentleman. Harry was perhaps the most modest footballer I've ever met in my life, and I've met quite a few, because if Harry had done today what he'd done on 6th of February 1958, everybody in the world would be clamoring for him. If he'd be had in Ronaldo and Messi in world football, just imagine what he'd done. It is incredible what he did. It's, it's, it's just beyond belief what what he did. And it begs the question, which I put to Liam Beckett, which I put to Liam Beckett a, a little earlier in the programme, John. He, he should have been knighted. There's no doubt about it. Of course, he should have been knighted. You know, you look at other players who play for Manchester United. So Walter Winterbottom, I mean, he, he was at Manchester United and he managed England. So Bobby Charlton, you know. But Harry Gregg should have been Sir Harry Gregg, not just because of what he did for Munich, but for what he did for, for world football. I mean, a little country like Northern Ireland went to the World Cup in 1958. The greatest goalkeeper in the world at that time, not after the tournament, was Lev Yashin of Russia. Harry came away, was topped every single poll of every reporter at that World Cup as the best goalkeeper in the world. And shortly after, three months after Munich, he turned out to Manchester United at Wembley alongside those folks who had also survived the disaster to play in the FA Cup final. Harry even played 15, what, 17 days after the 23rd of February against Sheffield United in the FA Cup. He just said, I'm playing. Simple as that, I'm playing. Because he remembered the ones that had lost their lives. Obviously, seven perished in the disaster on that fateful afternoon when Duncan Edwards lost his brave battle for life 15 days later in that Rick's Star Hospital in Munich. John, I really appreciate your time this morning as one of Manchester United's leading supporters here in Northern Ireland. Thank you very much indeed. We're recalling the life of Harry Gregg, whose death has been announced. And I'm looking at the tributes that are coming through in the text and the emails. Uh, people are just so in awe of Harry Gregg. And uh, thank you indeed for your contribution this morning. Uh, you're listening to the U105 phone in. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. 028903103105. So many comments coming through, paying tribute to the late Harry Gregg. Uh, I want to speak to a man who certainly knew him very well and uh, played in exactly the same position. Pat Jennings. Pat, good morning. Morning, Frank. 
Uh, Pat, it's a very sad day for sport, very sad day primarily for the Greg family, but it's a, it's a sad day for Northern Ireland, a sad day for sport. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was a real hero, not only on the football field, but what he done after during the Munich air crash was just unbelievable, you know. It tells you what you were all about the man himself, you know. He was he was an incredible gentleman, a man of, a man of immense confidence too. Um, as we've heard from other people this morning, he didn't suffer fools. Harry Gregg had a great ability to say it as he saw it. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you say, didn't didn't sound any any uh, any fools. Uh, but uh, with me, never had a problem. Absolute gentleman. Oh. I mean, I was uh, I can, going back to the early fifties. Uh, or late 50s is Munich or the, the Sweden days the Northern Ireland team and I've, I've been watching his games from that from those days and uh, he was voted goalkeeper of the, the tournament and with Northern Ireland 58 so uh, what a player you know and when you came through into the Northern Ireland team did you speak to Harry about goalkeeping did he did he ever give you advice did he give any feedback no, to be honest, and we never met up a lot. And I mean, whenever I look back now at my career, I mean, I can't believe that uh, I was picked in place of Harry. He finished with the with the, with the Northern Ireland team in 1964, and that was when I started with the team. And I mean, I, I, I was only 18 at the time, just 18, playing with Watford in the third division. And whenever I look back, I think. Uh, how did that happen? I mean, he would have forgotten more about goalkeeping than what I knew about it at that, at that time. But uh, that was football in those days. What is it about goalkeepers that make them so modest? Because, of course, Harry, in his day, was arguably and described as the best goalkeeper in the world. You definitely became the best goalkeeper in the world, Pat, and Northern Ireland benefited from both of you being between the sticks. In your honest analysis, how good a goalkeeper was Harry? Well, the, the fact, I mean, that was before my time, he, the, the 58 uh, Sweden World Cup, and he was voted turn, uh, goalkeeper of the tournament in those days because there'd been a lot of great goalkeepers as well. So that tells you all you really want to know about him, uh, gone back that, that far. And I mean, the fact then he went on to play with, we're playing with Manu, and uh, I think many 25, 26 times with Northern Ireland. Whenever I look back, I think, how did that happen? You know, but I suppose the fact that I've explained earlier that I took over at 18, that tells you everything, you know. And today we're saying farewell to him. Our thoughts are with his his family. Our thoughts are with, you know, Manchester United fans who will see a true hero being laid to rest this week. And... As you said right at the beginning of the conversation, the word hero is absolutely appropriate for the sportsman. Yeah, I mean, that tells you everything about the man away from football. Just what his real character was, you know, to do what he'd done in that Munich air crash. Most people have been wrong trying to get away from the, the, the airplane, you know. And for him to go back in, I mean, it's nothing just miraculous. Fantastic what he'd done. He'll be remembered as a true hero. Really appreciate you yeah. coming on, Pat. Coming Thanks on. for your time this morning. Yeah, I've met him there at the internationals. Uh, I've been over there at the last uh, international games hosting uh, my lounge, and we've had great crack, you know, and he was in really good form at the matches and that, but it's just, as, as you say, it's a sad day, so condolences to all the family and that. Pat, thank you very much indeed. Pat Jennings here on U105 on the day that the death of Harry Gregg has been announced. As 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.